Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. This is a biggie today. This, this is a great episode. Yeah. This is, uh, uh, and if, you, if, if you've ever seen uh, the DVD special features, yeah. uh, hopefully a future Christmas classic for everyone, yes. not just community fans. Yes. <laughs> Every person. Yes. Um, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> this is, this is uh, the, the 11th episode of the second season entitled... Abed's Uncontrollable, Uncontrollable Christmas. Christmas. This was an easy one. Yeah. Uh, and this episode was written by Dino Stamatopoulos and Dan Harmon. We are in sync. We got it. Um call you Lance Bass and me Justin Timberlake today. Am I the one that goes to space? Yeah. Good. But I'm the one who stays famous and gets to be in the social network. Wait, I don't want to go to space. You can be Lance Bass. No, fuck you. I, I want to be in the social network. <laughs> All right. He doesn't actually go to space. I thought he. he We're did. talking about this as if it's like a movie that happened. <laughs> he doesn't go to space. No, he tried to go to space, but they couldn't. They, they I thought didn't. he was on the rocket. Nope. I thought him and uh, Mister Mister Virgin Mobile. What's well, that he guy tried name? to go to Ru- Ru- Richard Branson. In sync. He tried to go to Russia to do it, and Russia was like, "Yet we." I'm sure that was their official statement. <laughs> you just got a letter. Vladimir Putin does not allow the homosexuals. I don't know where my accent <laughs> went at that point. I turned French almost. But, uh, you know. Uh, but we're here to talk about community. <laughs> Quick sidebar. How weird Double is it sidebar? That only, so far, to my knowledge, only one major boy band player has come out of the closet since the, since the boom of the 90s. You, you think? I think you just haven't heard of the others. I think you're just not following those other bands. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Let's. let's move you on. think none of the new kids was new kids on the block? A boy band? Is yes. that technical? Yes. I don't know music. They were definitely. Uh, and they well they they had the there was an urban legend about the new kids on the block that I don't know if you've heard. I clearly not. Uh, we're gonna get gross. Full disclosure. Oh, <laughs> right they, away. There was an urban legend that they were um, living off of each other seeds if you get okay meaning, well that they were that's su- it thanks for listening sustaining themselves with <laughs> okay that's enough oral that's pleasure enough and that was their sole source of that's their sole food enough. source it was it was, was each other's it was like a terrifying version of P- uh, human centipede before human centipede i would argue that human centipede is a terrifying version of human centipede all right yeah, you okay know, you might quiz break. quiz for andrew oh dear which is worse Human centipede or a new kids on the block situation. They're both terrible. I gotta say, human centipede is definitely worse. Yeah, I would. Okay, there are plenty I'll of concede human centipedes worse. There are plenty of gay women, no gay men and straight women, <laughs> who uh, who. Why not gay women? Don't be exclusive. I mean, be inclusive. 
I'm gonna say they're they're. I mean, they're not fully gay if they're having sex with men. Is what I'm gonna say. Why are you trying to define a person who let them define themselves? Well, I'm saying they. <laughs> I'm not trying to define them. In fact, I'm trying to undefine them. <laughs> I'm saying they can decide what they want. There, but gay is not it. Then you're deciding for them. I'm deciding what they're not. I'm not deciding what they are. Anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about this yeah. fantastic Christmas episode from yeah. season two. Am I having a memory blockage or was... The, oh, yeah, there was a Christmas episode season one. Yeah. That's where the famous Shirley uh, sang It's December 12th. Yes. And beating up a person with a candy yeah. cane. Knock, knock, who's there? My fist in your balls. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a another Christmas episode. Yeah. When they were still doing holiday episodes. Yes. When they had that kind of breathing room. Although maybe we'll get some in season six because it's supposed to come back in fall. That's what I heard. Yahoo screen, please confirm. Yeah. Can we get a representative from Yahoo Screen on the horn? I would like that. Yeah. Uh, they won't even answer my tweets, so I'm guessing not. This is the much delayed thanks to Alex Moschina. Uh, Slacktory.com. S-L-A-C-K-T-O-R-Y.com. Y.com. You're Mr. Disney over here. How come you can't get that rhythm right? <laughs> you know, I hadn't done it in a while. <laughs> okay. You picked it up for me for a couple apps. Yeah. Well, uh, I started it as well, oddly, if you recall correctly. I thought I did it first. No, no. <laughs> Well, history is written by the winners. Yep. <laughs> let's Whoever talk. wins this podcast gets to decide. <laughs> uh, and let's also uh, tell the listeners yeah. that uh, they should, if they live in the L.A. area. Or if they don't. Fly or out. if they just want to fly out. Yeah. They should come to Communicon. Yeah. Which is on... Oh, it's October 25th and 26th. Mm-hmm. It's a weekend. Yeah. Uh, where, where is it at? You got that info? You know... Probably. Here we go. Wait. Mm. And the info is forthcoming. We uh, Andrew was doing some I'm on the Tumblr right for them, and it wasn't right at the top. It's in the Los Angeles area. Perhaps it, soon Andrew can it's at a hotel. narrow it down more than that. Uh, God, why? Well, answers on a postcard. If you know, if you know where Communicon is being held on October 25th, and 26 it's a saturday and sunday uh hey they could have what why you know oh embassy suites in glendale california yeah they were they it feels like they could have done october 19th but they didn't because that also would have been a weekend right if my math is correct here yeah i if i recall correctly Mm -hmm. uh the organizer of communicon communicated with dan Harmon himself Mm -hmm. to pick a weekend that's good for him to come okay Fair so enough. this was the better weekend. All right. That's a that's a thing that I think I heard. Inside scoop from Mr. Lindy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to this episode, y'all. Uh, basic overview. Mm-hmm. Over the view of this episode. Do it. It is a Christmas episode in stop motion animation. Yes. Uh, Abed. Something has happened to Abed. Yeah. And so now he only sees in stop motion animation. Yes. And then he decides he needs to find the meaning of Christmas. And the gang yeah. is both hesitant yeah. and supportive. Yes. <laughs> uh, in equal parts. In equal parts. And uh, they also make a great use of Duncan here. Yeah. In, in his psych- psychological... Capacity. Capacity. And I really enjoy his part in all this. Yeah. Where he, he, he seemingly... It's not so much about helping, helping, helping. He wants to write an article. He wants to write a book. He wants to write a case study. Yeah. And get some money. Yeah. (laughs) 
which I love that that's what's really going on. <laughs> Uh, so that's, I mean, that's the overview. Yeah. That's the overview hotel. Yeah. Um, Are you, were you trying to make a shining reference and failing? I, I did, 100%. Well, you did not because it's the Overlook Hotel. I know, but that's the point. It's, <laughs> this is our overview. Okay. Welcome to the Overview Hotel. Oh, boy. You can check in, but you can never leave. <laughs> was, no, you just, that's, a, that's another failed reference. Well, no, that's, I mean, that's a correct reference to a shitty song that I hate. Because that's, a, that's Hotel California. Yeah. That not even has the word over in it. But it's a similar premise. California over? It's a similar premise to Jack Torrance's journey in both the Shining novel. Because they all tried to kill the beast, but they couldn't? What? What's the line? I don't know. I hate that song. They tried to kill the beast, but they failed. I like the Gypsy Kings version because that's the one in the Big Lebowski. That's in Spanish. The Gypsy Kings. Oh, okay. Because it's in the Big Lebowski, but it's also in Spanish. So I don't know the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> this is, I'm sorry. We've I gone apologize. way off the rails today. Uh, but it's a good episode. Yeah. I, I feel like this is, we're having fun. I yeah. feel like this is what's happening. Some fun tonight is what we're having. Okay. <laughs> Did you, uh, I had a note, but I can't, I, I didn't write it, so now first I can't off, remember it. First commentary note I got here is Ludwig is on the uh, commentary. Yeah, and you love Ludwig. Ludwig Gornson, who does is, the music. Well, I believe he says it's pronounced Ludwig. They have a discussion. I my memory is that they decided that it was pronounced Ludwig. I remember Ludwig himself saying Ludwig. I remember they discussed it. I remember, I remember Dan Harmon very specifically saying Ludwig afterwards, and I thought that was kind of like Maybe a joke. Because I, I respect Dan Harmon more than I respect Ludwig, and I kind of felt bad for Ludwig on the on the commentary because <laughs> sometimes he'd try and talk about a thing, and then they would just talk over. It. Yeah, well, it's tough. He's 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 Swedish. Well, this was also like technically it was like a five person commentary. Yeah. Because they brought in the director on the phone. Yeah, Dino brought in the director on the he phone. He couldn't be there live because he was directing Frankenhole. Yeah, so who'd we have? We got Dino Stamatopoulos. D- Dino Stamatopoulos. Danny Dan- Pudi. Danny Harms. Dan Harmon. Danny, Danny Poods. Ludwig, Ludwig G. Ludwig Gordonson. Yeah. And uh, Duke Johnson was yeah. the director. Yeah. Uh, which I love. Uh, if you watch the special feature, it was like Making Wonderland or something. Yeah. Was what they called it. Um, they talk about how like they, they made this, this was episode was made over like 16 weeks. Yeah. Like it took time yes. to stop motion animate the whole thing. Yeah. And it, like for Duke Johnson, it was just very like stressful because like he could direct a minute of it <laughs> and then like come back two days later and be like, okay, uh, you want the next minute? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of, that would be stressful. I think as yeah. a director, if you're directing something minute by minute over 16 weeks. Well, that's, you know, that's stop motion animation. I I think I can't get into that now. You know, unless you do it Wes Anderson style, where he did it like from his home in Paris, I believe was the story there. Well, but you know what? The result was a, a great film. Yeah, one might even say a fantastic film. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking about that. I think it's like a it's like a weird thing where uh, creators will challenge themselves, and this is perhaps the most challenging medium: yeah. stop motion animation. Yeah, because of all the limitations of it, but it makes it all that more beautiful when it's pulled off. Yeah. Because I would say this episode is gorgeous. Yes. Uh, all the characters look like themselves. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, the first step is like, that's hard to pull off. Yeah. And they did it. Something which they would do with less success in season four and puppets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to bring that up? You know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta, I just gotta take it down. I just gotta, Yeah. I gotta see some, I see some happiness just buzzing around the room and I just swat it down. Uh, but yeah, so Dan Harmon, uh, he, he tries to say that the, the executive 
in charge of NBC at the time came to him and said, do an animated episode. And he was like, oh, my hands are tied. I, I got to make it yeah. like this. <laughs> but really, he this was his dream. Like, yeah. this was a thing that he really wanted to do. And this was at the time when he just formed uh, Starburns, Starburns Industries, Industries. Yeah, I wrote that with, down too. With the not Joe Russo, Joe Russo. Yeah. I love, Joe that Russo. That's, I love that that's part of it. Yeah. And also, I had this written down too in the cam- the commentary. Yeah. Uh, the executive who told him he should do an animated episode, he said that because your show reminds me of Family Guy, <laughs> which is such an executive thing to say that about such community. An thing to because say. it's nothing like Family Guy. He's like, ah, oh, it's funny and the kids like it. Yeah, it's just like Family Guy. Do a Family Guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> do, get, get, give us a Family Guy. Uh, oh, and all this talk about the beautiful uh, look of it, and we haven't even mentioned it, it was Bix Picks. Yeah. was the name of the studio that did the puppets and stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so that's, I mean, I think that's good. Uh, we can stop now, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's enough talking. See you until next week. Uh, up, for real. Um, what did I write here? Oh. <laughs> This is. I'm looking at a computer screen. Yeah, it's not even your situation with handwriting. How did you? How did you get confused? Because I, well, was there a typo? No, I was thinking of Snowpiercer. This is because there's a train sequence in this episode. There is, uh, but that's much later. But then this, my first note, real note on the episode is designated holiday zones. Yes, my tablet just shut down to restart great so sorry guys i don't so know what the, happened the show starts there they got uh dean is, is making an announcement about how greendale does not acknowledge that there's anything special about this time of year yep. was it at least on evernote so you can pull it up on your phone i can pull it up on my phone okay just just give me a minute i'm sorry um uh, and then so abed then abed joins joins the study group in the in the calf oh i i always love when when they open with a dean announcement yeah always great to say that's always a good um uh, so in the study group is there is in there in the cafeteria Abed mm-hmm. joins them says Merry Christmas and uh, Shirley of all people says don't you mean happy holidays yeah I thought that was crazy as part of her attempt to be a modern uh, more understanding Christian which uh, I, I kind of like that um, Shirley is is she she is kind of in a lot of ways the typical right wing Christian she, she 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 believes her friends are going to hell because they're not the same religion as her and, and, and she's she's uh, pro-life and anti-gay it's into that several occasions yep but she's she's kind of a cut above and that she kind of sees through this the, the war on christmas nonsense <laughs> and and can use it to her own advantage <clears throat> yeah. instead of just whining about it uh which I, I i really like that as a character note about shirley um okay so then uh the, during this conversation we find out that uh even though Shirley is the only Christian at, at the table, yeah, they all celebrate Christmas, yeah, um, which is uh, you know, it's a weird thing to think about because uh, you and I were both raised in Christian households. Yep, uh, it, it, we have no concept of a of, of a non religious Christmas really. Yeah, no. Which seems you know, I don't know, I don't know what that's like for uh, for for an Annie Essen or a, or, a, or an Abed of the world. Hmm. Yeah, I mean a lot of Santa, I guess. Yeah, I mean we and we had a lot of Santa at my house, but there was you know we had Jesus with it, <laughs> Jesus and Santa, Jesus and Santa, hand in hand, hand in hand, hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have any comment on that. It's just a, it's a it's a different perspective on Christmas that that you and I both do not have. Yeah, I think it's also um, that was kind of the point of the episode. Yeah, he mentions it at some point in the commentary or or somewhere where. Uh, that's that was like a, a thing where he asked he asked the member the cast members like do you have Christmas memories that I yes. can fold into yes. your character, 
And I think that was pretty great. That was part of uh, Annie and uh, later the on the train when she talks about her Christmas memories. Those are real. Yeah. Uh, but I actually, <clears throat> I just had a, a Christmas memory. Ooh. I remember at church one year, they specifically coming down on this sort of thing, specifically saying, no, Christmas is only for us. And we shouldn't let uh, non-religious people celebrate it. That's interesting. That was part of a sermon, and a sermon that they gave to us as kids. Yeah, because that was in the that was in either it was either the junior high or the high school service. That was not well, a, that was not in the main service. I'm not surprised. So uh, so yeah, watch out for that, <laughs> you young young Christians. Don't let them uh, pull that kind of thing because I don't think it's right. I you know, but that's the thing. He Dan Armand talks about this on the commentary or in this special feature somewhere where he was like. It's gotten to the point now where it's this this holiday is so beyond what it is. Like Britta says somewhere in the episode, like, you know, it's based they they stole it from the pagans and yeah. blah blah blah. But like now it's not even about that anymore. It's yeah. not even about Jesus. It's now it's about Santa. And yeah. like in the future it's not even gonna be about Santa. It'll be about, you know, a dog who died and <laughs> they made a statue of him in Central Park. What's going on here? <laughs> Balto. I hate Balto. Oh, I That's don't know. Dumbest. I'm not familiar with Balto. You're lucky. Was there a Balto too? Am I remembering that? Yes. Correctly? Even though he died. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I agree with the point of this episode is that, that Christmas is more than just a religious thing. It's, yeah. a, it's a time of year where everyone can uh, be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Abed uh, says, well, everything stop motion animated and I want to do this right. So let me start with a song. Yeah. <laughs> so he sings uh, to the quick Christmas. No, this is before that. This is, uh, yeah, that's, that's later. <laughs> this is when he sings to the tune of the theme song. Yeah. Um, wish, wish, no, if, Nope. What's the name of the theme song? What is happening right now? What I I feel like I had it in my brain. And, wish and wish you, we were what? If I were there, you it was in my head, and then sorry. you your confusion. Very sorry. You transferred it to me somehow. Very Gave sorry. me some time. Hope on a tree. Yep. Give it a bee. Good. I can't count the reasons I should stay. You're pulling a regular phrase. You're trying to sing one buttons by and bows. They all just <laughs> fade away. The last two lines were real. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like uh, in this part, they actually show the Luis Guzman statue. Yes, that was nice. That was a nice touch. Uh, which I. I I don't know. Have we seen it since season one, or am I? I well, I mean, yeah, Luis Guzman. Uh, oh, in, I mean the statue in our current timeline. You yes, mean. yes. Oh, yes. I don't. I don't know if we have. Yeah, I like it when it shows up because yeah. it's such a weird yeah thing about Greendale. About Greendale, <laughs> they have a Luis Guzman statue. Yeah, because he went there. Because he went there. Um. <clears throat> yeah. My next. Oh, so then they tell Abed that he needs to stop. With these hallucinations, yeah. and he has been tased therapy. because he was jumping on cars. Yeah, as he and sang. that's Dan Harmon, who is the security guard's yes. voice, who Correct. says, "We got him." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Duncan is trying to give him some therapy. Yeah, he wants to put him under hypnosis to try and figure out what traumatic event caused him to imagine these things. Yeah, and I I notice here uh, in this, uh, I don't know if if his office was always like this or if this was just in the stop motion version, but the Rorschach paintings on his walls are are normal Rorschach paintings in this one. Not the sexy lady ones that we had seen in other episodes. You disagreed with me when I told you it was a sexy lady, or were you trying to gaslight me? No, were I just didn't. To... I just didn't remember. I hadn't noticed it. I didn't. Okay. I didn't remember it. I couldn't remember what they looked. Yeah, like. these were normal Rorschach paintings. But when they were I looked, not sexy ladies. But when I looked when I looked at them again, yeah, they were clearly sexy ladies. <laughs> I just I just didn't remember them. Yeah. what happened. But uh, yeah, they they were clearly sexy ladies in other episodes. But in this episode, they are just they're the normal. Like there's always like those two ones that you see in every movie when there's a Rorschach painting. Yeah, like the butterfly one. Yeah, and the 
Butterfly. I thought you're talking about the penis one. <laughs> the boobs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then when, of course, I, I love it, again. It's the meta commentary on these Christmas style things, where because yeah. Abed has been told he has to stop, you know, imagining. He goes, they do the sad quick song, yeah, which is sad, literally quick Christmas song, <laughs> sad quick Christmas snowman. <laughs> Something, something's wrong. Yeah. Sad, quick Christmas song. Uh, and as he's doing the, the that song, he's he's putting the finishing touches on a snowman, which we find out is Chang. Yeah. Um, and when he puts that third button on, it's even before the reveal. Like it's clear that he it it seems like he's touching a, a penis. Yeah. <laughs> the positioning of that third button. I'm troubled by this. Even before the reveal, it's very it's very strange. <laughs> I'm very troubled by this. Yeah. So this is canon that uh, Abba just walked up to Chang and touched his his wiener or at least caressed his crotch yeah <laughs> i could see i mean chang i'm sure had pants on yeah chang still. chang sleeping in the park yeah abed comes up and starts rubbing on him <laughs> yeah chang doesn't stop chang him. waits a while before yeah. saying anything well and then i think he was asleep and then wakes up and then Wait, he was asleep standing up it's chang <laughs> fair enough chang babies survive in the same way that chang's around the world survive okay uh yeah i think he let this happen and then got disappointed of course when abed stopped <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so then they trick abed into going through therapy yes by saying that the, they, meaning, the meaning of christmas, of christmas is in the study, study room, room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which do you think at that moment do you think abed buys that or do you think he's playing along because there, I think there are points where Abed is buying it, and I think there are points where Abed is playing along. Uh, I think at this point he's buying it, I think, for the rest of the time he's playing along. Yeah, which I, I love that that's how they broke the story. They say in the commentary that they had this idea to do the episode like this, but they didn't know why. And then yeah. as soon as they someone said, oh, Abed sees it like this. Yeah. And I love that this is... For people who don't get Abed, this yeah. is the episode to get Like Abed. Chevy Chase, as they revealed in the commentary, <laughs> who could not understand what that meant, <laughs> which, which I find delightful. <laughs> yeah. Um, because this is, this is, in other episodes where Abed is playing a game, we don't see it from his eyes. Yeah. But we understand that he's seeing something kind of different than yes. everyone else. And this episode, we see what Abed sees, and it is extremely different. Yeah. And I think that really helps for people who don't understand you know, that Abed sees things differently. Yeah. This is how he sees it. Yes. He he commits. Yeah. And so, like, even though, like, there's ridiculous moments, like, he, he he's not crazy. He's just having fun. Yeah. And so, uh, when something fun happens, he'll go along with it. So, but I think, yeah. Well, think, he's also having a nervous breakdown in this episode. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's uncontrollable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, they trick him into going to the study room. Yeah. They, they, the, the Duncan... Mm-hmm. pretends that he's a Christmas wizard. Yes, so he can guide him through as a sort of uh, therapy session. Yeah, and so Abed plays along. Yeah. At this point, I think he's playing along. Yeah. Um, and so they get transported, and I love the transportation. The They all sit at the table, and it just starts flying. Yeah, <laughs> it's through space. Through space. They see Planet Holly and Planet Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they land on Planet Abed. Yes. Uh, where they are transformed into Christmas versions of themselves. Yes. Which are as um, follows. Well, we've already seen Chang as a snowman. Yeah. But he's not with them. Or is he? Which is a note that I have. I have a note as well about that. So Jeff is Jeff in the box. Yeah. Uh, T- Troy is Troy, Troy soldier. soldier. Uh, Britta. Britta bot. Yep. Uh, Pierce. Teddy Pierce. Yep. 
Uh, baby Shirley. Aunt Annie is Ballor Annie. Ballor, yeah. Baby doll Shirley. Yes. Is the final one. And to, to much to Shirley's offense. Yeah. <laughs> baby what? Yeah. <laughs> and I like how Britta, Britta goes uh, beep boop and then pierces a teddy teddy bear and he goes beep, beep boop, boop as well. As well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, cool, beep boop. I got yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah. So they all start. Uh, going along with this. Yeah. And then there's a moment here. I don't know if you have any notes before this, before the Chang incident. Okay. Where, and I hadn't noticed this until watching it through this time. Okay. Where they're all talking and then there's a snowman peeking out from behind a tree and then he hides behind a tree during a scene. Oh, before the second one? Is there two? The, the second one is the one that just kind of looks around a bit. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that one. Which one, which one are you talking about? I have about? the one where they, they start walking and then, um, it's kind of a shot where Abed's on the left and on the right in the background, you see a snowman peek out behind something. I didn't think it was a tree, but he peeks out behind something and then goes back to hiding. Yeah, that's the tree. That's the one that you're thinking of? Yeah. Okay. I didn't notice the second one that you're talking about. The second one, he's just kind of in the field in the background. He just kind of looks around and then stops. That must be Chang, right? I My theory is that the first one is Chang. The second one is not. The one that looks behind a tree isn't is not? No, the one that looks behind a tree is. Oh, okay. I'm on board with that. Because it's also the perfect kind of Chang thing, like Chang just peeking in on the study group and then staying in the shadows. Yeah. That seems very much like a Chang move. Mm -hmm. And we see a snowman doing that in the background, which I did not catch until now. Yeah. So good on you, community. Yeah. That's that's cool. Check out, look out for that. (laughs) Uh, I also like, uh, I made a note here that, uh, so Duncan, he's a Christmas wizard. Yes. So he can teleport. Yeah. But the way that he teleports is he kind of like rips a a, a tear in space-time continuum. Yeah. But what you see through that tear is the study room. Like, yes. it's a really cool detail. Yeah. It's not just, like, blackness or space. It's the study room. He's yeah. he's literally joining from the real world to this fantasy yeah. that he's created. I like that detail. That's one of the ways he teleports, because then later he teleports in a different fashion. Yeah, he just... He, does he holds his nose and goes... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty great. <laughs> well, I think he does that because that's, like, a... Because he's teleporting within the world. Within the world, and also, like, he had, like, he hadn't had to explain it before. Yeah. And so he's just like, uh, I can teleport. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, so at one point they're walking and they're all, uh, sort of sussing out like what their Abed's vision of, of them is the, yeah. the Troy soldier and Brita bot and all that. And, um, I think it's funny cause they're playing with like the tropes of identities Yes, where, um, uh, Britta's a robot and she says, because it's progressive and kick-ass yeah. and it's uh, no, cause you're cold and emotionless. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Annie's like, I'm I'm not a ballerina, am I? Because I'm, I'm not really that thin and pretty. Yeah, am that I? thin and pretty. And she's like, No, it's because you're tightly wound and breakable or yeah. something. And it's like, Oh, they're playing with the idea of like they, you know, you can if if uh, if a trope exists, it's like it has two sides. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, that's like that's community though. That's yeah. like the, that's one of the beauty beautiful things of the show. Yeah. Beautiful things. B a beautiful. Yeah, to thank quote you. Miss Piggy. Oh, is that Miss Piggy? Yeah. I, also, uh, Jim Carrey did it later. Yeah, on, I believe he did it in uh, uh, Evan Almighty. Is the sequel Bruce Almighty is the first one? Yeah, Miss Piggy got there first. Let it be known. Good. I will spread that now. <laughs> yeah, spread it around. Uh, humbugs. <clears throat> humbugs. Well, before humbugs, yeah. Shirley. Oh yeah, is the first one out. Yes, because she starts. And then Abed had talked about how they're going to learn some dark Willy Wonka style lessons here. Yeah. Which is a theme that, that follows throughout of, of them being eliminated Willy Wonka style. Mm. It's basically they, they're put to the Christmas test. Yes. If they if they ever stray too far from believing in Christmas, they're out. Yeah. They're out of Winter Wonderland. Yes. 
Uh, and so Shirley starts getting real Jesus-y. Yeah. And then uh, uh, actually it's Duncan mm-hmm. who gets rid of her. Yes. Uh, he freezes her and then calls the Christmas pterodactyl. Yeah, the remote control Christmas pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've talked about this on other episodes. When they go on adventures, yeah. Shirley's the first one out. You've denied it at least once. And here I posit me, to you. Can you give me another example? In the season five Dungeons and Dragons episode, mm-hmm. Shirley dies from an arrow. Yeah, and then immediately after that, everyone else dies. No. Yeah. No, she dies very early in the episode. Mm. You're not remembering it correctly. But I said it there, and you were like, nah, it's fine. I feel bad for Shirley. The zombie Halloween, she doesn't die first. That's true. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. I feel like there's more does than don'ts. Mm, I don't agree. We're going to make a count, <laughs> and we'll get back to you. Uh, but I just wanted to point it out. Yeah. All right. It's a thing that happens. According to you. A lot. According so, to you. According my to next you note is not until the, the Cave of Frozen Memories, but I know a lot more happens before that. Uh, my, yeah, my next note is not until even after that, actually. Because I was just kind of, as <laughs> I said, before, basking the in the Can we recall the next couple of people episode. who... Well, then Jeff out. with the humbugs. Yeah, which... Jeff intentionally... Fantastic line. Yeah, intentionally... Yeah, so the, the humbugs, which... Uh, which uh, uh, they, they feed on sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to which Jeff responds, oh, Tim Burton is having a wet dream somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very Tim Burton-y thing, these humbugs that show up. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then Jeff, once, once the idea of humbugs is introduced, he uh, intentionally gets eaten by them so that he can go get laid, as he says. Yeah. Which, who do you, who, who? Do you think he's sexing up at this point? You think this is just uh, someone else? It's um, Quen Quendua. Wait, what's the one with the Q in it? Gwenifer. Gwenifer. Well, isn't there a Kendra with a Q? Oh, maybe I don't know. Who shows up at some point? The point is he's sexing up Britta at this point. Well, as we've talked about before, yeah, it's not a non-exclusive. Yeah. Um, maybe he was Brit- hoping that Britta would get the hint and leave. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and maybe he was trying to force her hand into leaving because he was very much against getting involved at all. At all. Yeah. And now, uh, of course, Britta and Duncan have pushed to get involved. Yeah. And so maybe this is Jeff's way of at least pulling Britta out. Yeah. Is saying like, uh, here's a signal. Yeah. And I'm going to walk outside. Yeah. And you're going to follow me later. <laughs> um, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also just a general joke that Jeff has sex all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like constantly. All of the time. <laughs> constantly. Uh, then they're in the cave. They... Is that the last one before the uh, cave, the death cave? Because Britta dies in the cave. Yeah, but 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 before Britta dies in the cave, Duncan leaves in the cave. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I I want to talk about that. Yeah. Do you not have a note there? I don't. That's interesting. So they're in the cave of frozen memories. Yeah. And Duncan is trying to trick Abed into revealing his frozen memory. Yeah. And Abed r- tricks Duncan yes. into revealing his frozen Christmas memory. Yeah. Of when he was ten. Yeah, and reading Abed's... Paddington because his mom got him Paddington books every year. <laughs> yeah, and um, do they just call him Paddington in England, not Paddington Bear, or is that a legal thing? I say that's an uh, English thing, not okay. a legal thing. Okay. Um. So d- d- and, and Abed says, "Where's your dad?" Yeah. Duncan says, "He's gone. He's we never know where he is." Yeah. <laughs> mom won't stop crying. <laughs> yeah, and then he says, "My grandma's taking me to America." Yeah. So this is like Duncan's origin. Yeah. Origin. Yeah. Uh, his parents, you know, let him go with his grandma to yeah. America. 
Yeah. When he's 10. Or hypothetically. I, don't, I think you said 10. He was 10 at that Christmas, but it was, I don't think it was necessarily... It was just all that night. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was necessarily that all that night. I think that was... Dad's just, gone. Grandma's taking you. Yeah. No, I don't think it was <laughs> By all New that Year's, night. he was American. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I, I think that was just then the memories of his entire childhood coming back to him. I think, okay. I think it was probably a little bit later that he came to America with his grandparents. Okay. Just for accent reasons. That's why I believe <laughs> That's that. true. That's true. Um, okay, so as the so Abed hates the cave, so he yeah. initiates self destruct. Yes, and uh, he, he commands says, that Britta stay behind. Well, he says this slide will take us to whatever to the workshop or whatever. Yeah, well, it takes him to the trains where he, yeah, he doesn't say the train though, he says something else, but it's implied train. that the train takes you to yeah. the slide, takes you to the train, which takes you to the thing. Uh, and he says, you know, if I only can, you can only come with me if you, if you don't give a shit about therapy or something. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, Troy says, um, you know, I'm always with you and they do the handshake. CFL hypothetical. Does that handshake count? Yes. Cause I believe that they, you believe that they did it in real life. Yeah. Okay. It is my belief that they did it in real life. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the, that's the thing. That's the key thing here. If this were a CFL qualifying episode. Yeah. That would be the argument. What in their in their yeah, fake is, selves do yeah. they really do? Yeah. O- obviously, all the voice things they're really saying. Yeah. But the visual actions would come into question. Yeah. Uh, which ties into a CFL note at the end. That'll save for the end. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, obviously, Troy, uh, Annie, and Pierce come because Pierce is just there for the cookies. Yep. And <laughs> there's still cookies, so he's yes. still there. <laughs> Uh, but he won't allow Britta to come. Yeah. And as Dan Harmon says in the commentary, this is a very touching song. Yeah. I teared up. Did you tear up? No, I'm not. Or are, are you a Britta bot? I'm not a pussy. You're a Britta bot. Uh, I teared up late. I, no, I, I did. You're a I did tear up in this episode. Okay, Britta bot. Excuse me. Britta bot. I teared up in this episode. Yeah. Just not at this moment. Okay, I did at this moment. Okay. I felt I felt like the strength. Okay, and listen, who are you calling Britta Bot? <laughs> who of the two of us has teared up more watching? That's Community? true. You cried twice during Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. I cried earlier today watching Frasier. Oh boy. And that's you've already seen Frasier. Yeah. It's not even like a new thing. It's like a you watched a rerun and got teary. Yeah. Okay. It was still emotional. Yeah. Well, it probably happens with me and Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a note about that or no? Nope. What's your next note? My next note is about the reveal of why he has had this nervous breakdown. Oh, good lord. Okay, I have a lot. That's in that. the next scene. What are you talking about, good lord? That's on the train. I thought it was after the train. No, it's on the train. Okay. Because I, I I have Jehovah Witness Bay. I love that. Yeah, this that's like immediately after Jehovah's Witness Bay. Yeah, okay. They're on the they're on the train. They see the Menorah Mountains and Jehovah's Witness Bay, <laughs> which she threw in for uh, Annie and, and Troy's sake. And I love that Troy, Troy like realizes that that's like a thing that Abed made up and, yeah. and appreciates it. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> um, so then they're talking about what they usually do on Christmas, and mm-hmm. um, and Abed mentions that his mom always comes over on December 9th, and mm-hmm. they watch Rudolph. Oh right. And then uh, and then Troy says, "Wait, today's December 9th. It's the last day of class." And Abed says, "No, that can't be right. She's coming over today's December 8th. Um, so. Uh, so he has that. I guess maybe right. The the full reveal maybe comes later. Yeah, there's a full reveal, but, but this but this the, is the, the this is the point where yeah, Duncan. At this point, we know why it happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Annie also reveals that her parents are divorced. Yeah. in this scene, yeah. which I don't remember hearing before, and yeah. I don't remember ever coming up again. 
So here, here's the... F- oh, you know what it does? It must, because does it come up when she's with her brother in season five? Uh, I don't know if it does. Here's what we know about her parents. We know they're racists. Yeah. We know they're divorced now. Yeah. And, and we, we also... Know- well, and in this episode, it's also revealed that her mother's Jewish and her father is Episcopalian? Yes. Okay. That's... Fun fact for the listeners. Yeah. That's the exact same combo of uh, Frasier and Lilith and, and how they raise Freddy. Huh. Frederick. Interesting. On uh, Cheers and Frasier. Mm-hmm. Well then. Yeah. <laughs> Annie is Frederick. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, do you think December 9th is too early to be the last day of classes? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I had to take it in. Yeah. I'm going to find out. I feel like one semester at Cyprus, December 6th was our last day of class. Really? Yeah. I always remember it going much longer, but maybe that's just me being weird. Yeah. I just kept going. I don't know. I went to a year-round school for elementary school, so maybe I'm just Ooh. forever thinking of that memory. Yeah, that's weird. You're a weirdo. <laughs> at least you weren't homeschooled. Ugh. Listen, I got a month in winter and a month in spring. It was all right. But you love summer. Not then, though. This is before Howard Kramer well, taught me the like, joys is, of Sama. This is like Benson Begins right here. Well, I'm, you know, I've, <laughs> in the religion of Sama, I, I, I feel I'm very much a, a Saul slash Paul figure. I was on the road to Damascus and I saw the light and became a Sama convert. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Check out who charted to know what the hell I'm talking about, by the way. <laughs> so there's a, there's a pretty great train fight sequence. Yeah. Which I love how they handle this. Is this before or after Duncan confronts him with the letter, though? This would have to, that fight sequence would have to be after, right? Because Duncan gets booted out after. Duncan comes back. Everybody comes back. Yeah. Trust me. I remember okay, okay. the letter is at the very end. The letter is what causes Abed to become a frozen iceberg oh you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right 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 um so right 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 but he's he's on the road to becoming the frozen iceberg like that's the letter's the tipping point yeah because so there's this great fight scene and i love how they handle this because the characters say out loud what they're doing yeah because obviously they're not actually doing it but in abed's mind he has to say it so everyone else understands what he's doing in his mind yeah it's it's so it's handled so well it's beautiful because yeah. Abed says I'm climbing out the window and he's yeah. not actually climbing out a window yeah but then but Duncan reacts like oh great now he's climbing out a window yeah. because like that's like a and at this point Duncan has transformed into an evil Christmas warlock <laughs> <laughs> we should note that for the record that's pretty great yeah um, so he teleports up to catch Abed yeah and then uh, Troy learns how to teleport he yeah. just does <laughs> and there's a great moment where he grabs Duncan in the vision and then Duncan says you're actually grabbing me in real life you delinquent <laughs> yeah and I like I like the, the, the nice reveal where Abed gets onto the front front car and then Annie says I'm pulling the the pin between the cars yeah, so, so you the, can get away yeah like that's a nice like a really nice Annie moment yeah where it shows that she she likes to play along with these silly games <laughs> yeah. like how we see in uh, season three when she goes into the yeah. To the dreamatorium. Yes. Uh, and they're in the front car, and Pierce is, is, is in the front car as well because he had left to pee. <laughs> I, love, I love the story about his line. Yeah. Where, where was it Chris McKenna who, who literally said, oh, yeah, and then he walks in and he says, where are we? Christmas train? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> when someone leaves, leaves, comes back and is like, what's going on? Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like Pierce and, and Abed here as a, as a pair. Yes. Uh, that's a pairing we, you don't see often, but no. I think it really works well here. It's super great. And then also the, um, the train speeds. Yeah. <laughs> Aloof, detached, distant Bjork. Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so they do make it to the workshop. Yeah. And uh, I, again, I love the way that they go through with this because Pierce is obviously not seeing any of this. Yeah. But he's playing along with what Abed's seeing. Yeah. And he says, well, you know, what what are we seeing? What am, what am I looking at? Yeah. And uh, so Abed describes it. And he says, like, oh, why can't it be over there? Yeah. And he just and then, points and then it's there. It's there. Power of imagination. Yeah. And um, what do you think about this? He opens the boxes and what he finds inside. What do you think? Uh, I know you have a lot of thoughts on this. Well, Yeah. Uh, should I, okay, I have a couple commentary notes that I know are before this, just because I, I have, I have a note about this okay. and a commentary note about this reveal. Okay, okay. Um. Oh, I have a commentary note before this as well, but I don't know how it fits into anything. So we'll, we'll just, we'll just do a, a, a sidebar for commentary notes. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Dan Harmon compares himself to Howard Hughes at one point, which I, I of course, For the enjoyed. briefest of seconds. Yeah, but you know, I'm all about that. Yeah, he, he, because he says something about being a point man. Yeah. Was Howard Hughes known as a point man? Did I read? Did I watch Aviator wrong? You didn't get that in Aviator that he was ma- he was micromanaging and making all the decisions. Is that what that's supposed to mean? Over the steering wheel, sometimes. I thought Sounds Point close. Man was like a Point Man is someone who takes charge and 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 gets shit done. Yeah, that was absolutely Howard Hughes. Okay, okay. I I think my understanding of the phrase Point Man is a little different. What is your understanding of the phrase Point like, Man? Like it's kind of like uh, your go-to guy is your Point Man. I, okay. I I take that differently. You know, yeah, point man is he's he he he's the one who takes charge and gets shit done. He okay. he's on. Point. Well, I think we have the same core idea of what a point man is. <laughs> yeah, but mine was specifically different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I love that because I love me some Howard Hughes. <laughs> I know. Uh, they talk about this. So for those who are in the CFL, will know the uh, infamous rule about Jeff's forehead. Yeah. Because in the first two seasons, there was a lot, and specifically in season two, mainly, there was a lot of mentions about Jeff's forehead. Yes. Uh, and, and so I made a rule about it in CFL, and then it was never mentioned again. Yes. But here in the commentary, we learned the the origin of them making fun of Jeff's forehead. Kind of. Yeah. Which is that uh, Dan Harmon heard through the grapevine that uh, Joel McHale was uh, was self-conscious when he saw how big the forehead on the Jeff uh, stop-motion puppet was. Because it is a big forehead on that puppet. Uh-huh. Uh, and, then, and so throughout the whole season, he sprinkled in all these jokes and then found out that Joel McHale never actually said anything about the puppet's forehead. Allegedly. Yeah, well, and also it, it related to um, Jeff's hair was different in a few episodes. And yeah. So people on Twitter was like, what, why is his hair different? Yeah. And so then somehow Dan Harmon had... Got an idea that, that Joel Jeff's, had told He was trying him. to hide his forehead with yeah. his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because people made fun of it. Yeah. And so at one point he asked he asked Joel McHale, what's up? And and he's like, no, that's none of this is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty great. But that is how how the how the, all those jokes made it into the show this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and then at another point here, Dan Harmon references uh, his therapist telling him something. Oh. <laughs> which, as we, we have learned in recent Harmon Towns, uh, Dan Harmon is someone who is very against going to therapy yeah. for himself. Uh, so at this point in his life, apparently he was seeing a therapist. Well, that makes a little bit of sense. Just tracking uh, Dan Harmon's personal history with therapy. He probably, went to a few, he probably went to a few. That's probably how he came to not like them. Yeah. And also, I think he... he d- didn't he mention before on a Harmontown how he went to... He went to a therapist and then he couldn't pay for it? Like, there was a situation where it was too expensive? Yeah. Yeah. Or that specific therapist that he yeah. found that he kind of liked was too expensive. Yeah, and, yeah. and how? Yeah, it's it's uh, weird that uh, you have to you have to be rich to be to get mental health. Which Obamacare. Is, what's wrong with <laughs> Barack Hussein Obamacare? <laughs> um, <laughs> We're referencing comedy. Bang bang. Yeah, These check are not- that out. Airwolf.com slash cbb. Probably, maybe, probably. Who can say? 
Uh, okay, so then we, so now finally we're back to the reveal yeah. for me. So they, he's looking for the meaning of Christmas, and he opens several boxes. It, 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 there's there's uh, fake outs where he opens a box and it's another box. And just keep going, mm-hmm. and then he finds Lost season one on DVD, mm-hmm. which he says is a metaphor for lack of payoff, <laughs> which I'm firmly behind. <laughs> Because that I agree, that's what that show was. The the other great thing is in the commentary they mention how Lindelof, yes, that Damon was my Lindelof, love the joke. Yeah, well, then, th- they did not say that. It, they, that he enjoyed it. They said no. They said Damon Lindelof loved the show, uh-huh. and then after this joke, he sent them a, a very nice, expensive lost box set. I thought he he also they, they also made said no, he enjoyed the joke. They made no specific reference to his feelings on the joke, just mm-hmm. that he was okay. a big fan of the show, and that he sent them a, a lost box set after this joke. Okay. Okay. We heard different, and the, and and he mentioned that him, that Dan Harmon and David Lindelof have become Twitter buddies. Yeah, since then, that should be exciting, right? Or For do you hate him? Well, here's okay. Are you watching Leftovers? No. Okay. Should I be? No. Okay. <laughs> I have complicated feelings towards David Lindelof. Yeah, I know. For a long time, I did hate him. Yeah. Because the Lost season series finale was maybe the greatest disappointment on personal television history. I was such a huge fan of that show, mm-hmm. and I hated that ending so much, and I hated him because of it mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, but now I, I've started to lighten up and see that uh, here, here's, okay. <laughs> the lost ending, here's my problem with the lost ending. It could have gone one of two ways. It could have gone the way it did go, mm. where they, they give us what is technically an emotionally satisfying ending, and that the character's personal arcs are sort of wrapped up. You know, Charlie reunites with uh, Claire. Mm-hmm. You, every, you know, everyone cries and, and and it's happy and fine. Sure. Or you could have gone with what I wanted, which was was an actual fucking ending, where they actually answer the mysteries of the show. Yeah. Which they, and I I knew not everything. I knew and and you know there are people accusations labeled that lobbed at people like me who say like oh what did you you want to know what the island is there could be no there's no way there could be an answer to a question in general of that mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me that questions like that weren't answered but just basic questions were were not answered but like how did libby why was she in the same asylum as early we'll never know because she wanted money and they didn't want to give it to her mm-hmm. uh, or there was some scheduling conflict but there are just so many things where just basic plot points were just not at all wrapped up, yeah. which I found very upsetting. And and what really made me mad, though, was that both in the actual episode itself and in interviews after that with Damon Lindelof, they were kind of saying, fuck you to people like me, because they were saying, oh, well, if you wanted that in the finale, you were watching the show wrong. Yeah. And that's not what the show was, mm-hmm. which is, I, I think, a crazy thing to say. Yeah. Because it, 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 if I was watching the show wrong, why were the mysteries in the show at all? Yeah. Why wasn't this just about a bunch of people hanging out and having those same character arcs? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, for, I hated Damon Lindelof for a very long time for that reason. But now I'm, try, I'm revisiting Lost now and saying maybe I can just appreciate it for the good times that I had yeah. with it. Uh, it, 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 it's a lot like I feel about George Lucas, actually, and that you know, as much as I hate him for what he eventually did with Star Wars, he still was hugely responsible for Star Wars, which is three movies that I really love, and I had a lot of good times with Lost. So I'm trying, I'm working on forgiving Damon Lindelof, basically. And a, that could be a good uh, uh, biography title for you, forgiving Damon Lindelof. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'll tell you where the turning point came, where I, I, I decided maybe I needed to forgive him, huh. was uh, the night of the Breaking Bad finale. 
he got he got just inundated with tweets from people saying fuck you that's how you do a finale they're better than you you suck they're good which even i i think uh i have problems with the breaking bad finale well that's not that's not an issue here the point is i say like those people who were yelling at him because that finale is so perfect are also dumb <laughs> because that finale wasn't perfect. whether you agree or whether you like that finale or not yeah i think it was unnecessary people people took it personal in a yeah. way that i don't think they should have mm-hmm. and uh, i felt bad for for the negative energy i'd put out towards damon lindelof over the years and and now i'm, I'm trying to come to a place of, of of forgiveness with him and that's how i feel about damon lindelof um and uh you know i don't know where i go from here (laughs) (laughs) i think you just give it up you just let it go like frozen yeah you should watch that i I don't know (laughs) all right so enough talking about disney properties (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so the reveal here is uh, so duncan real duncan yeah has broken into abed's dorm yes and found the card yes that abed's mother has sent him yeah which says, you know, I love you, but I've got a new family. Which you're, my note here is... You're a big boy. My note here is cold-blooded mother. That's kind of messed up, right? She's like, I have a new family, so I'm not going to see you anymore. Here's what I think. What do you think? I think this is not the first time she's said this to Abed. Yeah. I think this is probably the 20th to 100th time. <laughs> I think probably over the past however many years she's been building this new family. Because there yeah. was a baby in that picture. Yeah. So I presume that there was a divorce. There was a remarriage. Yeah. There was a baby. Yeah. Like, that's several years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Um, and Abed's dad is divorced to begin with. Yeah. Much like the Marleys are dead to begin with. So... What? I love referencing... <laughs> in Christmas Carol. Yeah. That's like the first line of the of the Christmas Carol. The, what is... The Marleys were dead to begin with. Okay. And I think that's such a crazy way to start something. Okay. Uh, so Abed's dad was d- divorced to begin with. Yeah. So... Um, it's just been several years. So I think maybe, you know, so after the divorce, like she's still hanging around with Abed because, you know, she feels bad or whatever. She feels bad and it's his, it's her son. Yeah. But then like, uh, she wants to spend a Christmas just with her new family. Maybe it's baby's first, first Christmas. So she can't spend one day with Abed? Maybe she can't. No. We she... don't know her schedule. Maybe she's a powerful businesswoman. Who's no, also raising a baby all on her own. I don't agree with this at all. I, she, she can have she it has, all. She has... <laughs> except for Abed. She has a new kid, so Abed's just not her kid anymore? That happens sometimes. It happens sometimes, but it's messed up when it happens. But I think she's probably told Abed several times, like, I can't come out, I'm sorry, and then this is just uh, one final letter that... But I'm saying that doesn't make it any better. I think it's, it's... It's 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 a little better than what you're saying, I think. I think she's abandoning her child. I mean, he's an adult, but like... He's probably 40, let's be honest. <laughs> Abed's not 40. Abed... Uh, he's, uh, he's much like Andy Samberg. He's 37? No, no. Because <laughs> Abed, Abed, Abed is like Troy and Annie's age. Maybe. Danny Pudi is not. Danny Pudi is like 35 and has no, a kid. No, but I, I, I think it's... There's a weird implication where he is not quite their age. Because he did not go to school with them. No, but that's because he went to a different school. Did he? Yeah, because he's... he's, he's uh, the implication clearly is that he's in college for the first time. He's still living with his dad. And he's, he's, yes. He's in a dorm. Oh, that's true. Okay. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> but yeah. When so, you're an older person who goes to college, you don't live in the dorm. So that, I would say I that further proves my point. I think you can. Yeah, if, if you're, if you're Channing Tatum or, or Jonah Hill. No, no, no. I think the dean will let you. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, uh, I, it's just like she's like, okay, she's got a new kid, so she just completely cuts her her son out of her life. That seems very strange. Maybe he was too clingy. Maybe he needed that. To break. his mother, I, I hanging don't out with her once a year. I, you think they only hang out once a year? That's just one of their many traditions, probably. I don't know why you're so why you're so okay with this. I'm just I'm trying to do it a little bit lighter. I do think it's bad. I think okay. it's bad and it's sad. Yeah, it's not a happy thing. It's not a good thing. Yeah, but I think uh, much like life, uh, much like this show, sometimes there's a little bit of darkness. Yeah, and it's okay. Sometimes there's some ambiguity. Yeah, but I'm saying there is darkness. That's what I'm saying. But it's not as dark as you're saying. You're saying it's like super dark. You're saying she's much like Elsa, the Ice Queen. She freezes <laughs> out the rest of her family. I'm just saying she has she has turned her back on her child in a way that I think is cold blooded and not not cool. Do you imagine so the next, on you, the next year mother. that they hang out or no? Do you think this is they never communicate ever again? Well, that's the thing. That's the the implication of the letter I felt was that this, it's done forever, hmm. which is why I think it's so cold blooded. Yeah, I want I want follow up. I want closure on this. I want to yeah. know if they uh, if that was it for them. Yeah. Uh, what's going on here? I only right. have one more note. It's with the tag. One. You have one more note and then the tag. I have you? one more note about the tag. Oh, about the tag. Well, we got to wrap up yeah. the actual storyline. Wrap it up. So all the rest of the study gang comes back. The study gang. <laughs> yeah, because they have guns. Yeah. Christmas guns. Yeah. And uh, they're going to take out um, Duncan because yeah. he has brought upon uh, Abed into a comatose state. Yes. Which is symbolized by him being a frozen ice cube or whatever. Yeah. But he has literally uh, gone comatose. Yeah. Over this situation. Uh, much like the later in season five when he did the lava game, yeah. he dies yeah. because of the lava. Yes. Um, so the gang, uh, they sing a song and shoot Duncan with their Christmas guns. Yes. <laughs> which, do you think there's some physical fighting going on here? Because Duncan is saying, ooh, ah. I, I don't know. It's true. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're just like throwing shit at him. <laughs> okay. Like paper and stuff. Okay. Uh, and then eventually he gets taken away by the Christmas pterodactyl, and then that self-destructs. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so Abed thaws out. Yep. And uh, says, you know what? That's the joy of Christmas, is that there's different ways to celebrate it, yeah. and I just got to find a new one. Yeah. And uh, he says, let's stop being stop-motion animated. And, and then Britta says, no, let's keep on. Yeah. Feels right. Yeah. Because it's Christmas. And uh, they do watch rudolph yeah and him. then we see in the reflection of the tv the real of them yes cfl wise would that reflection count as their appearance yes in the episode yes but only for those people in the reflection yes okay 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 yeah what oh this was the one that i didn't think of okay well no i guess it wouldn't because of the the third the third button on the snowman yeah would that count as a sexual act no. between chang and abed no <laughs> Are you, yeah? Unless you can prove that Chang ejaculated. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, That's the say. weirdest thing that I'd have to prove in my life. <laughs> oh, boy. The tag. Yep. So they're still stop motion. Troy yep. and Abed. Mm-hmm. They're eating cookies. Yep. And they talk about how, how they love the aesthetics of, of cartoon food. Nope. Which I'm on board with. Yeah. And let me ask you this. Do you have... A, does, is there any cartoon food in your mind that immediately sticks out to you as, as delicious and something you wanted to eat? Yeah. Uh, anytime they show like a... Wasn't he eating a sandwich or was he eating a cookie? Cookie. Okay. Sandwiches. 
Yeah. Cartoon sandwiches look amazing, especially yeah. the submarine style sandwiches. You know, the cartoon big old yeah. sub. Yeah. And I don't even care. I don't even eat tomatoes or lettuce or shit, but it looks good. It does. I'm it with has you the that. toothpick in it with an olive. I yeah. hate olives. Oh, anytime Scooby-Doo, they would eat a sandwich. Yeah. It looked amazing. Because they would open their mouth, put the whole thing in. Yeah. There's one Scooby-Doo That's where efficient. He, he, That's had efficient. To, he tied it, he tied it to, so he could tighten it. Yes. And that sandwich looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, cartoon sandwiches. Yeah, I'll tell you two two examples that jump out to me. The specific examples from cartoons. Uh-huh. Hot dogs on the Flintstones always looked really good to me. Huh? Because they were large. They were large. They were very red. Okay. They yeah. weren't brown. Yeah, yeah. And they had a snap to them. They had a nice crisp snap when they bit into them. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, which seemed very enjoyable to me. And uh, pizza on Doug. I'm trying to recall it because it looked extra cheesy. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was cheesy and it had a nice. It looked. It, lo- it was just the right stiffness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pizza on was really good. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. Look what you've done to me. Sorry. Look what you've done to both of us. Plugs. Yep. Uh, I have a podcast. Yeah. What's called, it called Nerd's Eye View. The View, where I talk about movies and a little bit of television. Talking about films with my friends. Good pals. That's Matt Esposito. Well, Esposito. Jordan Scott. James Scott. <laughs> Sometimes Matt Benson. That's me. Sometimes Thomas Willett. Tommy Dubs. And every once in a while, uh, Ty's been on a lot of shows too. I just Stop realized. Talking about Ty. Um, so it's a good show. You should give it a listen. Yeah. It's every week. Uh, we we always review a film that's new in theaters. Yep. Most recent episode, if you're listening to this episode uh, chronologically in the actual timeline that you're existing in right now, would be Dawn? Of the Planet of the Apes? Nope, it's Rise. Nope, it's Dawn. It's you're right. It's Dawn. Yeah. I you know I I get tired of hearing on podcasts them complain about the confusion of the names, but there is a confusion with those names for me. I've never had that confusion. I think you're you're a simple person. You need to take some. Every of, podcast that I listen to, they complain about. The they're confusion. simple people as well. So Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert! I loved it. Uh, and Talking then about next monkeys, but not really because they're apes. Yeah. Next week uh, we're gonna review Boyhood. Mm. So check that out. Richard Linklater. Talking 12, about 12 years a boy. E- <laughs> How have I never heard that joke until Sorry. now? I just did that. That just came How out. How has that never, never thought happened of that. to me until this moment? <laughs> uh, so please check that out. Drop my pen. NEVpodcast.com or BenViewNetwork.com slash NEV. Nev. Uh, or oh, Twitter at NEVpodcast. Dot com. Nope. <laughs> nope. At NEV Podcast. Thank you. Twitter. And my personal Twitter, at SameCool11. Yeah. What's the 11 for again? Uh, my favorite number. And Benview Network.com. Benview Network has a Twitter as well, at yeah. Benview Network. Yeah. Uh, go to Benview Network.com. Check out all the shows I do on there. They are Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, Matt and Breno's Wrestling Show. Uh, I was on a Comic Nerds Unite recently. It was released recently. <laughs> recently is how we say that. Um, I love that. I'll be I'll be on a picture start coming soon, so check Ooh. that out. Also on BenviewNetwork.com. That's coming back. Yeah. Uh, well, we're recording it soon. Who can say oh, okay. when it'll be released? Okay. Uh, check out all those things on BenviewNetwork.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D-R Matt Benson. You can follow the show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod. You can write us an email at ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com. And you should do those things to us on iTunes that are, that are friendly and cool. You should write us a review. You should rate us. And you should subscribe to us. 
and uh, you know we'll give you we'll give you a mention on the show for pretty much anything where we where you, where we learn your name. You get a shout out, fun little shout out for that. Unless you don't like that. Yeah, if you if you can say hey, I, I'm a private man. Don't don't or lady, don't mention my name, and we won't. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.